Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hey, all you cats and kittens, Adam Ray here. Thanks for listening to the show. Welcome back. If you're new to the program, subscribe right here on YouTube so you can enjoy the show live uh, and see our uh, our pretty goobery faces. Of course, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast. Jump on the bandwagon. Today's episode's a banger. Uh, you know him from Drake and Josh, Wackness, Grandfathered, and uh, the pilot that we're about to shoot. Josh Peck is in the house, and this episode fucking slaps. We get real. We get silly. We talk Jet Li. We chop. We talk. We chalk it up, and we talk it up about Seven Eleven and the freshness of their sandwiches. We talk about uh, his journey into the world of acting. We talk about growing up without a dad. We talk about single mom life. We talk about fat kid snacks. It's a great episode. I feel like I've known the kid my whole life, and he uh, is just a, a sweet, kind, hilarious dude, and uh, knows a lot of words that I have now picked up and will add into the rotation. And he's fucking hilarious, and he crushed this episode. So enjoy it. Follow Josh on Instagram and Twitter uh, at, uh, he just told me his IG, Shua Peck. Thank you, Elliot. Shua Peck. Shua from Joshua, S-H-U-A, Peck on Instagram. Um, he's also got hilarious blogs on his YouTube channel, over, uh, I think, 4 million subscribers. Uh, so check that out as well. Um, it was just a great episode. I can't wait for you guys to uh, to enjoy it. This week I'll be, uh, I'll be in... Vegas. Oh, man. New Year's. December 29th to January 1st. Come out and see me. The Tropicana Laugh Factory. 29th of December through January 1st. And then the following week, I'll be in Minnesota at Acme Comedy Company, January 4th through the 7th. And then uh, the end of January, we're going to Baltimore at uh, Magoobies. And then uh, February, Batavia at the Comedy Vault. Uh, 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 January also be with Chris D'Elia, uh in Portland and Seattle and then we're talking West Palm Beach Phoenix, Detroit, Chicago San Diego uh, Seattle again in uh, June uh, at the Triple Door uh, uh, West Palm Beach, Fort Lauderdale fucking uh, uh, <laughs> Dallas, Fort Worth coming to a bunch of cities AdamRayComedy.com for all of those tickets Young Rock, NBC, Fridays we got I think six or seven episodes left Check it out. It's a great season. Hopefully, we get another one. We need your help watching. Uh, and, of course, welcome to Chippendales every Tuesday on Hulu. Check it out. And all your merch, adamraycommy.com. Pick up some hoodies or sweats or beanies for the holidays and uh, and enjoy. Enjoy your holiday. Um, this is the week of, uh, of, uh, of New Year's, the end of 2022. Hope you had a good one. Hope your Christmas was great. My Hanukkah was phenomenal. A phenomenal Hanukkah. Um, yeah, this year was, uh, weird, weird and great. And I think that's, uh, that's a, that's a, that's a positive wishing you guys nothing but the best heading into 2023. Thanks for subscribing. Make sure to spread the pod to a new friend or family member or lover or enemy and, uh, and enjoy the shit out of your new years and enjoy the shit out of this episode with my new buddy, Josh Peck. Hey, it's Herbert. Listening to the About Last Night 
I don't know about you. Uh, do you smoke pot? I don't, no. Have you ever? Of course. Of course. I feel like um, the same way that I don't uh, trust people that don't um, uh, travel. Mm. Uh, if someone hasn't smoked pot at least once, like my mom at least has done it a few times, and I go, great. I feel like that's letting me know that she likes to kick back every now and then. And she's also got a vice, you know? Yes. Um, heroin also is something she's deeply into. <laughs> Um, you ever done heroin? No. <laughs> bucket list, bucket list. <laughs> Have you? No. God, yeah. But you it's, don't strike me as a heroin guy. I'm I'm a sober guy. Yeah. So I That's right. I'm typical We're leaning into it. Yeah, young actor type. Plug that mic for a minute. Oh yeah. When we it, talk sobriety, we gotta get real yeah, into it. Yeah, let's get real. Uh you and I share a couple things in common. Right. I think we're gonna uh find that uh quite a few more than we realize. Uh and a fascination with John Stamos, I'll start with that. But you've got a close tie to the man. Yeah. The myth, the legend. We're friends. I know. I watched many of your blogs, which, by the way, subscribe to the Josh Peck YouTube channel. Phenomenal. God bless. A lot of great content. It's one thing to post stuff like that. Another thing to make it entertaining and be funny and charming and know how to like, there's no rule book with that stuff, right? Right. You tell me. I mean, it's just like sometimes you're talking to Cam, you're setting it up, and then it's showing the adventure, and then it's back to you maybe for a minute, and then throwing in some other, there's just just no... uh, I guess formula really right yeah I did YouTube uh, you know I tried to get back as of recently but yeah. I had taken like a two year break because I was working thank God Yeah. and I, I've i lost it I like I had it for a couple of years I was also involved with a lot of people who were big on the channel yeah. so like there was sort of the symbiosis that helped the synergy word. yeah we'll put up the definition on the screen I got lots of them I'm working on a new <laughs> word propitious I'm not sure exactly what it means look it up look it up propitious that <laughs> That's My good. head goes right to Propecia. <laughs> right. Is that what it is? The ability to grow <laughs> To grow anything? Can you imagine being with a girl? Oh, babe, I'm getting real. Yeah. She's getting real propitious in the right areas. She's I, like, I'm going to go. I went to a weird, a wild, not even wild, weird dinner once at the founder of Tinder's house, not far from here. Wait. I went to college with, I think, one of, was it Mateen? Was he around for that? I don't I went know. to- college with a kid in the fraternity that was part of the original bunch oh really and then i think he got phased out anyway continue he's a per welcome he- back to shitty stories with no ending <laughs> yeah. i'm right what college you go to usa out here okay look at you man uh, single mom student loans financial aid paid him back in full probably about seven years ago wow had two years paid for by my grandparents who just stepped up and were like look you've been busting your busting your ass we're gonna you know we're gonna do this and then the other two years i just feel uh fortunate that i haven't gone there in the last like eight years where it's like i think it was like 38 a year when i was there yeah now it's double at least that's wild yeah i don't think i'd go to college if if it was now if i was trying to go that's so much money but that's an, usc is impressive for a stand-up right because you're either like i was in the acting school there so i was like full, oh acting oh yeah just full-on like bfa you don't have room to do a, any minors it's just like you're doing plays you got body movement class voices alexander and, technique oh yeah dude stephanie schroyer clowning do you do clown oh, concept yeah, oh yeah gates mcfadden was our clown teacher from star trek um everything buffon is that her name <laughs> no what's it called oh, what i don't know it? any star trek characters you just said buffon i was like was that the leader <laughs> what is it called with the the french call it um boofing Bo- <laughs> oh no that's when no. you like 
That's when you pour like cough syrup in your ass, right? <laughs> no, I think that's when you store coke in your ass and you there get through customs. <laughs> I love that I was kind of close and then you com- completely corrected it to the I'm not thing. sure, but booping <laughs> yeah, yeah, historically yeah, when yeah. you're going to jail. We'd like to put it on record that nor neither Adam Ray nor Josh Peck have a complete understanding of what boofing is. I've never fully boofed. No. I've I've been- <laughs> <laughs> that's a t-shirt or a new vlog. I've been boof adjacent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet Stamos is boofed. For sure. And that's not saying that the guy, uh, that's saying that the guy just feels like he's DFW, down for whatever, yes. but also been in the game uh, enough to uh, have had the uh, great fortune to to welcome in new experiences. Did you know that DFW was the name of my gang in middle school, but we went by D4W? I'm a big fan of you, dude. Thank you too, Adam. <laughs> but but with more information that you drop, you were in a gang in eighth grade. Not a gang, but like a friend group. You didn't name your friend group growing up. Of course. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Well, well I think my buddy Evan Hatch, who went then later on uh, went on to marry my high school girlfriend, that didn't end well. Oof. And it was a couple years removed, but I still was like, oh, I don't know, man. And he called me and he was like, Should I do this? And I was like. I don't know, man, it's weird, but go for it. And then he's like, no, man, there's only one you and there's a million girls. And I was like, damn. Yeah, that's Just the going answer. full uh, Academy Award um, performance on me and just let me know that like, nah, dude, it's only one Adam Ray. There's a billion girls. And I was like, and I bought it. And then I saw them together at a Mariners game in Seattle like four months later. And I was like, what happened to that speech? And yeah. he was like, ah, she called me right after that. He didn't say that, but I'm assuming that's how it went down. I digress. Uh, we named our group. What was it? Well, they. Were, uh, I can't remember. But the group that was popular in high school, they called themselves the Gotti Boys. Whoa. Two of them wore overalls with no shirt. They all were having a lot of sex, and I think housing a lot of the high school parties. Yeah. But the Gotti Boys. This is pre. Gotti stuff being out there. So DFW. Yeah, DFW. But for the four. Yeah, we were. Yeah, down four. Whatever. <sighs> Sick, no? Very sick. And a great sentiment that most kids should adapt at some point. I just love that there were kids at your school in the <laughs> the middle of suburban Seattle <laughs> emulating the Gotties. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, Wait. these guys were cool. We thought. Yeah. I, Hindsight's twenty twenty. A no. couple of them I'm still uh homies with. Well, one I'm homies with. Let me let me give you some of the names of the guys in this group. Bub Bergstrom. Great name. Rex Nolte. What? Jamie Johannesson. These sounds like characters in a David Mamet play. Robbie Knowles. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I had kids Easton my- Vanderbogert. Like, I had kids in my school more like Ashkan Yagubi. <laughs> I think, don't they sell that at 7-Eleven? It's a candy, an Ashkan Gaboogie. What is it? Ashkan Gaboogi? Uh, either way, oh, I don't know how out. you spell it, but shout out. Ashkan Gaboogi. We, I had a... Um, I had a, a Amatos Manhas. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Akash Naranjan, Amit Naranjan. Shout out, wow. fellas. Yeah. But I can't believe you went to USC because I feel like you either have like, like if you see stand-ups, they're either, most of them are Theo Vaughn and yeah. probably dropped out at like third grade. Sure. Or shout the out Theo. Out. Shout out to Theo. Or there's like the small contingent that were like Harvard Lampoon. Oh, yeah. But, but like you don't see like a lot of guys who are like very good private college in a major metropolitan city. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah. I mean, I there was only a couple other kids that I knew that were even doing stand-up at SC. And then, uh, and we kind of bonded and some went on to 
write. I think one of them actually is a writer on SNL. One is a kid named Nick Rutherford. Do you mm. know who that is? He was in the yeah. sketch group Good Neighbor with Beck and Kyle Mooney. And then um, and then Nick's, you know, carved out a sweet path. But not enough to to have a real community. And I wasn't leaving campus to come do shows. Um, anyway, this isn't about me. So your group, your friend group started. Friend group started. Were you the funny one in that group? Yeah, but we were like, I feel like that's very much like the Seinfeld answer that he always gives, which is, weren't we all funny back in the day? Like, mm. weren't all your friends breaking balls and yeah. being, you know, silly billies? Yeah. Yeah, we were just dumb. And then, yeah, I, I sort of capitalized on it. I just never grew out of it. Uh, this was in New York. Yeah, yeah, I grew, grew up in New up. York. Um, what part of New York? I grew up in the city in Manhattan and uh, single mom. A, single mom, me too. Yeah, love it. You ever m meet your dad? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, he's in it, your life. Yes. Got you, got you. You haven't. No, and he died before I had a chance to, so he wins. <laughs> Perfect record. Oh, my God. <laughs> Guy sets his mind to something. He's what? like, I'll never meet you. <laughs> <laughs> he oh, heard I was looking. You got looking. a comic brain, dude. Dark, <laughs> funny, great timing. Um, wait a second. Folks split at what age? Never were together. I was like a an aberration, a one time. Yeah. They hooked up one time. And Thank then God. only until I was in my teen years and my mom mentioned that they went out to dinner after they hooked up and hooked up again. I'm like, gross, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't ask for the follow-up story. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Uh, you really were set on trapping him. <laughs> <laughs> Does that... Well, has it ever bummed you out? Have you like the dad stuff? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I uh, let me. Do you do this thing though, where like I they split when I was eight, and you know didn't really reconnect until I'd say college for me, and even so, and it's you know been good and and to have a relationship than not was my thing. My sister was a little different. She was kind of like my last memory was I think you walking out on my birthday, so. You know, and now she's kind of gotten to a better place. But I, I, uh, I look at people with, with two parents, and I'm like, "Oh, you're greedy. You mm. just need one dope parent." My mom crushed it. I'm sure your mom crushed it. And so I, uh, I can't imagine uh, growing up not the with just my mom without with just with more than my mom is what I'm saying. Yeah. Do you have any of that, or are you like, no? I wish I could have done it differently. Well, you seem complete. I mean, I don't know. It sounds like there was something maybe acrimonious, another good word, with your dad leaving and whatnot that, that I mean, if, you're, if your sister was like, get out of here. Yeah. It wasn't under the best yeah. terms. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, yeah, I think, it, yeah. I mean, shit, it's why I'm definitely doing comedy, right? But, I think no good comic has come from a stable household. No, but you, you see more, like I said, you're fit. You wear a teal fitted hat. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like my mom or my rabbi. You're crushing it. Yeah. And like, I, I feel like, and maybe it's just because I live between my ears, but it's like, I feel a little bit more like typical, like, you know, kid of a single mom without a, like, I feel like I'm lacking that masculine. I found it at 36. I now have two boys of my own, so That's I've awesome. had to find my version of it. But certainly I was, I needed it for a long time uh how has being a dad uh just changed you overall i've got so many friends with new kids and kids that you're that yours are how old again you told me they're what? uh four and ten weeks wow yeah that's right i mean are you just is it every day just incredible yeah it's it's so corny and i could like dress it up or make it funny or or be sardonic about it but it's not it's like it lives up to the hype it's great 
and it's exhausting. Uh, before I was here, my kid's on winter break from preschool, oh, wow. and so he's wilding out, <laughs> <laughs> drinking fucking juice boxes. And <laughs> you got more trulies? Those are your first words, but yes. And because you said a full sentence, <laughs> and that's what it was, I can't discount that. Uh, on my way here, or before I was here, so I, I took him, you know, I, I had, I knew I was going to be here, and that my wife was going to have both kids this afternoon, which time. means... I got to take the kid for at least the morning and afternoon so my wife doesn't completely hate me. It's all compromise, right? It's compromise. And you're also navigating your wife silently scorning you most days. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out my wife. Love you. Um, You love me? And and so literally my son, we went to a park. We went and got some lunch. And then around two, I'm like, well, I don't have to leave for here to like three. Yeah. And he fell asleep. And I literally got in the passenger side of my car so I could recline because my kid sits behind me and slept with him. I'm in the passenger seat. He's in the back seat, and we're both sleeping for the last hour because I'm just so tired. Oh, yeah. And we look like, you know, two, you know, a vagabond family <laughs> if we weren't in a $90,000 BMW. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Shout out. I'm Hashtag kidding. Drake and Josh money. <laughs> I'm kidding. I wish. Um, no, it's, it's, no, it's like a 2014 <laughs> BMW still SUV. very great. <laughs> you like driving? That's one thing that I, about New York, that I'm always like, if I was there for a show, I'd live there. I've obviously been there so much for shows and vacays and, and whatever. Love it. Uh, don't know if I could live there if it wasn't for something like truly um, like needing to be there for like yeah I just I, it's I like being around people I like the energy of the city that's why I love LA like I, I feel like and you're similar where you feed off it but everything out here is a little more spread out and I like to drive and I just don't think I oh yeah but I know a lot of people that do out there but it just seems so anytime I drive with them I'm like I feel like I'm in a different country because I'm like I don't know how you're navigating all everything around you every street is so zero to 60 in a heartbeat yeah i mean and then i find like the comedians who like there are people like atel who was gonna live in the city for his entire life no matter what yeah yeah and then like Giannis, who i'm obsessed with who's kind of a buddy now like you know he lives you know he works in bay ridge and he lives in long island like he's leaving living a suburban existence right I, I love the city. I love living here. I always say to my wife, I'm like, oh, I'd love to have like a pied-a-terre in New York, to which she goes, shut the fuck up. <laughs> She's like, if you use that fucking word around me ever again, I'm like, oh. babe, piet- you sleep with a guy who says pied-a-terre. <laughs> yeah. How do you like that? Yeah, egg croissant. Oh, whoa. And, yeah, and she's like, I want out. Have you always <laughs> been such a uh, fan of... Uh... It seems like you got a pretty extensive vocab, but you don't strike me as someone who went out of your way to pick the words up. I feel like you just, you know, innately had uh, this gift of just gab, but also because none of these words feel like you're talking down to me. We both know people (laughs) that pick up the words just to have an upper edge in a conversation. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, this drink is just so obsequious. And you're like, delete my number. Yeah. That's not where you use that either. What are what are major red flags for you in people? In like, people, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, got one right off the bat. People that don't say thanks when you op- when you hold the door for them. Yeah. <sighs> no good. Walk into the walk into the ocean. Um, <laughs> that's a little dark. Uh, <laughs> say thanks. Turn around. Recognize that you didn't. Put down the phone. Pause the call. The tunes. Take your headphone out. Hey, my bad, dude. Thank you. 
Mm. It's such a small thing, but to me, it's just like a, uh, it's a very black and white thing of just like, yeah, everyone sees that happen. You, you, cause everyone clocks the door getting ready to shut elevator or uh regular. And, uh, I was trying to think of another name for the door that wasn't elevator. And I was like, I think just you say regular door, right? Yeah. just a I could have just said door. formal door, formal door. <laughs> But when you see it getting uh, Indiana Jones in on you, yes, you know, you and it doesn't just magically. You didn't fucking Jedi it to stay open a cup. Some generous human fucking caught it and gave you a little more uh, room to to squeak in there. And uh, you gotta you gotta give it up. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, what else? I don't. You know what I don't like, and it's people in our business who do this. Um, uh, tell me again. Uh, you know John Stamos, right? So. Oh, um, <laughs> sorry if there's like a, uh, you know, I probably get this all the time, but mm. you're buddies with John Stamos, right? Best. Best. He's best. <laughs> best. Like, I, when people do that, because it always means you don't fucking know that person. <laughs> like, you know them, like you had a passing. Oh, me and Stamey, dude. Best. 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 <laughs> Give me a break. Oh, full of shit. Yeah, it's just not. It's not real. I'd rather you be like, yeah, I know. Like, yeah, and and leave it up to me to be like, how? Well, how's the the state of your relationship? Totally. Yeah, there's a lot of that out here. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of that in every. I don't like when people would generalize our business and be like a lot of fake people. Huh? I'm like a lot of fake people everywhere. So true. Like L.A. Yeah, maybe you get more because it's more image driven and there's more people going after something that. You know, we're all under a microscope a little bit more than like Omaha, Nebraska. But I've definitely met people after shows in Kansas City, Missouri that are full of it, you know. But yeah. again, probably more so out here or I, in a big city. I haven't met a lot of construction workers who are teddy bears. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, Touché. there's a lot of jerks in every profession. It's a microcosm. Right? How do you deal with it? How did you deal with being a kid actor? You started at what age? Ten. Damn, dude. Yeah. Loved it right out of the gate. Mom put you in. I kind of put myself in. I started doing stand-up in New York when what? I was nine years old. That's I mean, how I got I don't it. know why I was so surprised. It doesn't make Duh. sense. Yeah, it does. Well, I mean, I did it, you know, it was kind of, I was kind of a circus act and kind of good at it. And I just, I read in Backstage mag Magazine, there was this guy, you ready for this? Yeah. Elon Gold's father, Sid Gold had a uh, kids agency called Gold Star Entertainment and he <sighs> he rep kid comedians kid comedians yeah that's a great name for a comedian kid comedian kid co that is good wow it's like kid cuddy but sadder <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or kid picks you ever fuck with kid picks the no. computer program no what was oh. that yeah elliot knows kid picks it was yeah. like they had it in schools it was like you could draw and like I think you could print like money. I, I got in trouble in second grade. Mrs. Batelli kicked me out of class because I we were supposed to design someone that looked like you and then put your name on it. And I designed really crazy people and then put like butt and like you know dick liquor, you know. <laughs> and she and it printed up to the printer. She comes over, only one culprit, Mr. Ray. I'm like, I, I think sure. it was Anush Kabubi or you know what was his name? <laughs> Ashkan Ashkan Gaboogie. What is it? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, double how, shout out how great is Elliot by the way what a Fantastic. gem yeah. I mean what's it like starring in Richard Linkletter's new movie <laughs> <laughs> you have the greatest look ever yeah Thank you. hop on I that do. mic L for a minute just lean in there it's not armed so. huh it's not armed at all so. what's not armed my, arm, my mic oh 
Well, now it is. You sound no, you gorge. Oh. It's just playback. Oh. It's not armed. Like. You're not on? No. Wait, so, we, so we're talking to nothing right now in the <laughs> recording. You can hear me in your mic. Oh, great. But you That's can't even hear... cooler. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> yeah. I'm just this voice. Yeah. Elliot's like if weed grew into a person. <laughs> I love it. And I don't smoke weed. Either. Yeah. And how you many don't? times a day do you bump people out with that information? Every day. Every day. Every time. Um, my, do you do microdose mushrooms? Sometimes. There we go. That's safe. There's, yeah. Nice. <laughs> I know a lot of people are starting to really jam with that as yeah. their way to kind of open things up. What do you think of that? Um, <laughs> I didn't really think you were going to ask me that. <laughs> um, fan. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. And this is, I subscribe to this in life, I think in general. Whatever you're doing that's helping you out, it's not hurting yourself or other people. Hey, man, go for it. Yes. Um, I've shroomed twice, didn't know you could microdose. And when I started to hear about people that were like saying, like I think when one buddy Sadie Danto told me Ari Shafir was shrooming three, four times a week when he lived out here, I was like thinking in terms of what I did, which was an eighth both times. The full dose where you're tripping for seven, eight hours, talking to daddy long legs, and, um, you <laughs> right. know, uh, seeing your ex like a silhouette in a, you know, lime tree. Asking your dead relatives Asking if they're your, proud of you. <laughs> why do you only got 20 bucks for your birthday? Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so then I didn't know he was microdosing. I right. just assumed it was the full batch every time. So I was like, he's doing that trip four or five. No, he's like, no, you can do a little bit and have a little uh, high and it's pretty... Uh, pretty tranquil interesting but i'm yeah again a fan you have you no no, no. I, yeah. I i like you i did like a hero's dose or whatever yeah. it's called you know when i was 19 years old eight or nine times and i'm glad i did i feel like it unlocked some pathways just having totally. had those few experiences but i mean i'm a totally sober guy like the only thing that i get high off of now is like those peanut butter pretzel things so that's so good hey hey josh i literally just had a bag of those three days ago they're so it's over it's a wrap it's a wrap right. dude you, yeah good luck trying to have three or four yeah because the combo of pretzel salty and peanut butter you almost forget the peanut butter's there you're like oh i love stuffed pretzels yeah what's in them again Bro, it could have been marinara. It could have been hot fudge. <laughs> How is that it could not have been on the, another the stuffed scene. pretzel inside that that pretzel? Yes, Russian doll style. And, <laughs> I mean, you're we're talking twelve to fifteen men How in, we, a, in an hour span. They should put a Surgeon General's warning. <laughs> <laughs> you're not joking, dude. It, what is your go-to snack? Now we again we share this, and we'll get back to uh, to the kid acting journey. <laughs> former uh, former Chubs, yeah. both you and I. I don't know what your 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 target, uh, your your peak chub was. I just told someone the other day because they were like, dude, I saw some pictures. You were fine. I go, bro, I was 177 in the fifth grade. And how tall were you? Five, 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 four. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I looked up and I think it was my wife who was like, that wasn't that big. And I looked up average... Like the the weight for a kid in the fifth grade weight of average ten year old. Oh God! <laughs> I need to delete my uh -oh, search history. You're done. <laughs> oh, God. The, the FBI breaks <laughs> in. <laughs> I swear I was looking up for myself <laughs> yeah. for a podcast. Don't yeah, worry about sure. It. We were all doing it for a podcast. <laughs> Everybody knows a Dave. While a ten year old boy usually weighs between fifty three to one hundred nine pounds. 
that kid's- 70 on top of that girls of the same age often weigh we didn't we didn't ask for that um but anyway so so it should say we assume you'd want this too if you're looking that up <laughs> and by the way here's a link to some clown porn uh yeah so, so. but you can't i don't believe in those averages because like you and i two you know legendary guys of bmi status right now if we plugged it in just numbers alone it would say we're overweight like i'm 190 pounds and they would be like oh for you know a 511 frame you're you know gonna die soon jesus so you can't really trust that i I think your 177 pounds is cute i was 297 (laughs) at the age of 14 that's big it's huge Uh, you did you didn't look Tonight. You didn't look like you were Sure, I did. Pills. Look it up. <laughs> oh, man, I Just was looking type at some in stuff like Fat Josh Beck. <laughs> It'll come right up. Dude, this right after how, <laughs> what is the peak fat for a 10 year old? Like fat Josh Peck. Uh, here's Girthy Peck. All right, there's. There's a couple in there where. Yeah, that's. But I, yeah, maybe it's the cuteness that overrides. Cute. How you can. Uh, how much. What you're actually packing. Now, yeah. Because your face doesn't look as boy. They put a side by side. Yeah. Well done, dude. Thank you. I don't you. know how you dropped it. First of all, how'd you get that big? Um, I love I love eating. I come yeah, from me too. I come from big people. Yeah. Obviously, I had all this weird repressed oh, yeah. trauma. Eating your feelings is a real thing. Totally. Yeah. And I think it totally tracks that. Eventually, when I was nineteen, I lost all this weight, and I found like you know. Uh, alcohol and and all of its fun cousins mm-hmm. i was like oh this is great and it's so much you know it's so much more effective so i just i overdo it i overdo it uh who did someone tell you i, I feel like a, a fat kid and for myself it was like getting signs or teasing from people who like i thought were my corner was like kind of the last straw of like oh man now i got no nobody it was kind of like what was keeping me from it was a blessing and a curse having those kids that i thought were my homies kind of jump on the bandwagon of like dude be honest do you like getting titty fucked and you're like (laughs) very funny that would very funny mr larson you're a dad and that seems inappropriate for you to make that joke (laughs) sure uh no uh but uh but those types of things that would happen that were like oh i thought you were my so now i got no but so now i need to make a change because it seems like everyone just feels like it's um fair game yeah, when Mr. Yagoovy called me a fat fuck, I said, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Shout out Oshkan. <laughs> Shout out Oshkan. That's the name of this episode. <laughs> what was it though? What did you get? What, just finally you were like, I can't, uh, I don't like looking at myself like this or yeah, health. I, I always believed that I would, I, I, and it's a duality of ego, right? Like ego saved me in a lot of ways. Cause like even at 14 years old, and I don't know whether it was my Jewish mother telling me that I was still handsome or what it was, but I was like, no, I'm meant to be a thin person. I'm gonna do it. When all signs pointed to like, strap in for a really tough life, my boy, cause you're not gonna lose it. Like yeah. you're morbidly obese at 14. You come from heavy people. Like you might have to deal with like, this is your life and hope that Darren Aronofsky puts you in a movie in 20 years. Oh, <laughs> do you shit. see that the whale i haven't yet it's incredible oh, it's, it's, a, it's awesome. big fraser fan it's all the scout's one of my man. favorite movies as is encino man um also jewish mother also definitely drives that home yeah. and did never wanted to uh, hound me about the weight because her dad did it to her and she was like i'm not gonna do that to you but also yeah like that mom thing of like you're beautiful no matter how many bras you steal of mine and you're like oh <laughs> yeah um 
I mean, it saves you. And I, yeah, I just knew, and I don't know what it was. I think it's 17, which was when I started losing weight. I was like, oh, you missed it. Like you kind of lost out on a good part of your teenage years. Wow. And because it wasn't for lack of, I mean, I was on, you know, a TV show. So there were opportunities to go out and be included in like parties and whatnot. I just wouldn't allow myself because I wasn't comfortable. Damn. And you I weren't comfortable. But how were you so comfortable? Because you were a beast on the show, dude. Like, <laughs> and I know you know that and you're going to be humble, but like, you know, even just being a fan of it, but then like rewatching stuff, dude, there, I have a enormous amount of respect for, um, Anyone, first of all, that's kid acting like that. But like, I feel like there's way less great kid actors than there are of um, ones that uh, that are really step up to the plate. But you just were like dialed in, dude, and fearless. And I mean, so it makes sense that you started that you were doing comedy, or at least had the balls to try it, because like you're making big choices and you're grounded. Uh, pretty impressive. Thank you. Yeah. I, you know, I loved it. I felt free in those moments. And, but really I was like following the people that I loved. Right. So there was a place for the chubby, funny guy, like mm. especially, and, and you know, at 14, where do you see another industry? Certainly don't see it in sports. You don't even really see it in traditional acting because yeah. in the nineties wasn't like, oh, it, you know, maybe you had John Goodman to look up to, sure. like, but if you were funny, you had John Candy, you had Chris Farley, you had Belushi, you had like these guys. And then here's, you know, I'm on this show, Drake and Josh, and it's like, you know, I, you've got like the straight man and you've got me being the funny guy. I'm like, oh, this dynamic works. Like I'm fulfilling a equation here. Sure. Like I fit. Yeah. So I felt like I was sort of living up to this thing that I had always wanted. They didn't. Uh, lean into the um, sorry to use the word lean in talking about uh, the fat self but um, <laughs> they didn't uh, they didn't like try to really um, hammer like there weren't a ton of like fat jokes or yeah, scenes yeah. there were no 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 there were you yeah. know the creator of the show is heavy like you know has been very heavy he was a uh, uh, sort of an actor before he became a writer mm. and so I think in in certain ways they were they were they were sensitive to that and also to the to the credit of the show and the writers who like all went on to like work for Chuck Lorre and like do like big fancy like you know high level sitcoms yeah. so they weren't just like kid show writers like you know uh Neil Brennan's first job was a writer on all that no shit yeah oh my god <laughs> so it was like a train it could be a training ground for like great writers yeah proper like powerhouse writers yeah and they knew that that was hack bullshit. Like if they go for the fat joke, it was just easy, hacky. Gotcha. There were some good fat jokes. I yeah. remember once uh, there's one of my favorite jokes of the show was this girl gives me a t-shirt and it's massive. And I'm like, is, it's like a tarp. And I'm like, is this for me or an SUV? Like, and I'm like, that's good. Yeah. Like I'll take it. Yeah. But anything like that was easy, they wouldn't do. Well, that's smart on their part because they want you to be as comfortable and confident as you should be yeah. to do your thing. Um, how were kids? Did you get teased? Was it like, you know what I'm saying? Like, was yeah. there? Yeah. Oh, I got crushed. Yeah. My Is whole life. crazy? Kids are just so fun. Me too, man. The meanest. And they don't, I don't think they truly know the impact, but they know what they're doing because I think you get to a certain age and, you know, my niece went through it at, at 10 and 11 pretty, uh, pretty awfully where- 
it's like you, you have enough social wherewithal to know to see the reaction on the person's face even if they're hiding it with some sort of like smile or whatever or like not crying you can you can clock a human being like being like oh, <laughs> oh God. you know what i'm saying uh so it's crazy to me that kids possess that power to do that and uh and follow through with it but and they'll say it right like you hear people like who did like louis ck or i think like i had logan paul on my podcast mm. and and these people who go through like you know this incredible sort of cancellation and uh and i remember logan said you know not a single person has ever said a thing to me like to my face you know, he's like, even like at my lowest time where I was like really, you know, paying for something incredibly dumb that I had done. He's like, the internet was ripping me to shreds, but no one ever came up to me and was like. Wow. And, but when you're a kid, every, like no kid doesn't feel comfortable. Yeah. Until you write to your <laughs> yeah. face. That you are. You have a dumb fucking fat face. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday, by the way. You're like, oh God. Ouch. Yeah. What? Yeah. That's, I mean. There's there's something, uh, you know, it definitely makes you uh, nervous to um, to probably raise kids, right? In a certain way where you're like, how do I protect them from that? Because I feel like every kid, not should experience that, but I think there's a hit em, hug em mentality that's good mm. for all people. Yes. But that's why like having your friend group, I'm sure you guys, like you said, bust each other's balls, but you know it's all out of love and no one's, and if you do cross a line, you're going out of your way to be like, ah, oh, my bad, dude, and let them know that like you didn't mean that, or or you that you that you care about the person, which yeah. gets lost, I think, in a lot of the uh, the the schoolyard, um, you know, teasing. But how are you like? I'm very sensitive, and I just oh, know too. that about me now. What do you cry at? I oh everything. What's the last thing you cried at? On my way here, I was watching oh, a TikTok of this football player who was giving this kid a fucking present at the Bills game because the kid's dad died a year prior. I was. <laughs> I know, Adam. I'll I'll cry with you right now. <laughs> God, dude, those ripped me apart. Crush me. Soldiers coming home early to surprise their kids in full bobcat uniforms at their school. The, <laughs> the mascot of the school. The mo what about a guy who came into his son's class? Oh yeah. The kid starts crying. They cut to his seventh grade friends. They're all crying. Yeah. They're crying. Something about men crying or just kids at that age when you're like seventh grade boys are starting to be like you know i ain't scared of shit nothing <laughs> makes me cry i love fingering and fruit snacks and you're like yeah all those add up but yeah. you're about to you're about to cry in front of all your buddies you're about to lose it in humanities <laughs> <laughs> good luck damn dude so wow. what what about you, you? When, when's the last time you choked up man uh same thing those vi any of those videos uh what is the truly last time i oh took my uh nephew to um uh, his first football game, he's eight, uh, up in Seattle, Seahawks game. And um, my buddy, Sam Darnold, quarterback of the Panthers, hooked up field no passes. No big deal. Got us on the field, first game and the field. I told him, by the way, over the phone, and he was like, holy shit. And then he was like, want to see my new Fortnite character? And I was like, fuck. Dude. Maybe he just needs to get there live and understand the impact of how dope this is going to be. And he did. Afterwards, I bought him a... Uh, Blitz is the Seahawks mascot. I go, you can pick out one thing to remember the day from. So we grabbed that and taking him back home. And he's like, I'm glad this was the greatest day of my life. And just said it out of nowhere. And I was like, oh, just the way he said it was so <laughs> slow and sincere and like started to choke up. And then I just was like, 
you got it, man. And like, and, and this was great. And like, and then I go, <laughs> and you got Blitz now to like, always remember how great today was, right? How wonderful today's experience was. And you and I finally got to have like, I'm usually doing all stuff with your, uh, your, your twin sisters more often than not. And you and I get to have this one-on-one time it was really cool. And he was like, yeah. And, and maybe someday I can give Blitz to my kids. And I go, oh, dude, another, just doubling down on the sweetness. And then I go, dude, yeah. And then he goes verbatim, or I'll just die with it in my hands. And I go, well, either way, it sounds like it's staying in the family. But, fucking, oh my God, just in classic kid fashion, like something sweet and then something bonkers and very dark. When he said, this is the greatest day of my life, did you want to turn to him and go, this was easy for me? <laughs> Dude, was, someday you'll know a quarterback. Yeah, this this was a text to He's Sam like, you Darnold. Know, <laughs> he goes, you know Sam Darnold? I go, best. Bass, you kidding me? Like this is Sammy just enough, D? <laughs> this this day don't even stick out. <laughs> Honestly, I almost didn't come because of the traffic. <laughs> like, we would have Ubered you there, man. Yeah, this is a Sunday in December. I almost said, take your mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! That's when you know you've made it. When something is dope as that, where you're like, oh god, but I'm gonna have to find my contact there, <laughs> and like, what oh, parking yeah. lot? Oh yeah. Uh, what was uh, being on the show? First of all, great experience. Yeah, loved. When you look back, yeah. I yeah. mean, certainly launched everything. Right. I would say the holistic. I mean, there were certainly there have been moments where I loved it, and moments where I was like, you know, like anything like that. You're like, oh no, like is this like the only thing that I'll ever do or ever sort of be known for? And then you get to my age and you accept like, and so what if it is, like, because mm. it, it made people really happy and it was a good, it was a good show and a lot of people don't even get that. So it, it's interesting how I look at it now at 36, where even if you went and like zoomed in on me at 22 or 32, mm. I would have been like, had a different opinion. Yeah. Uh, during it, are you thinking, okay, cool, I can't wait for the next thing? Are you thinking ahead actor-wise yeah. like that at a certain point, almost wanting it to end so that you can jump into something else or? Yeah. Yeah. Well. It was just a different time for kids TV. And yeah. I, I talked about this in, in, uh, in my book, like, you know, we don't, there was no residuals and we didn't really make money. So I was also incredibly aware of like the moment this is done, I have like 14 months of runway and then I got to get a job. And so- Capitalize on the exposure and just- Yeah. And you also know that you're a kid actor. Mm. And so the only way to not be considered like- a freak show or like to prove everyone to the only way to like not to to prove the um what would the the expectation wrong yeah. or or the stereotype is to like go do good work immediately right and i wound up like doing these cool movies i did this movie the whackness yeah. and like these things that i was really proud of but they weren't like super sort of like they were kind of smaller indie things so i just knew that i was like suiting up for like what was going to be the the life of a journeyman actor yeah does that get you um i mean since you started young you're somewhat accustomed and conditioned to know that it isn't just you know you book everything you go on despite having you know Exposure like you had right right do you have um is it your reps or f mom or or just are you so uh self-assured at that point to where you're like next one's coming i just need it's a numbers game 
No way. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. There was so, but I'm, a, I'm, I was supporting a, a home. Like I'm supporting my mom at that point because my mom's 78, right? So at this point, I'm like 18. She's 60 and wow. like early 60s. She moved out to LA for me, and she's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to work, but. You know, I don't know what I'm going to be able to put together here. Like, I she gave, was taking you around to auditions and all that. And, yeah, when I was a kid. Wow. And so, it was. I I just felt this responsibility to like keep everything afloat. Oh I, my god! I remember when I was like 23, I had you know when you're not working, your agents if they're good get you something called a general i'm sure you've had some generals yeah, yeah. real generals Bro, there's some generals i look back and i'm like oh i'm gonna be the next bruce willis coming out of this meeting yeah the way they're fucking looking and talking to me and then i'm like i don't think i've seen or heard of that person since and they're fired 15 years ago <laughs> they have no power anymore oh, god i and so generals are basically your agent calls a friend of theirs who's an executive at some company sure. and goes josh ain't booking <laughs> <laughs> it ain't looking good <laughs> <laughs> do me a favor <laughs> give them 45 minutes of your time make them feel great boost them up yeah tell them you tell got them the shows you got working on what might be out there for them something coming down the pipe just laugh at his dumb tony dan's impression <laughs> offer them some fucking nuts <laughs> and literally and figuratively and a bubble water <laughs> <laughs> One for the road, too. <laughs> no, that'll be thirsty. Dehydrated. <laughs> walking out of the... <laughs> and tell that asshole to go to some acting <laughs> yeah. classes. Please, and, for me, because I yeah. don't have the heart. Yeah, gently suggest he goes to acting class. But so you go to these Gently things, suggest? Gently. No, oh, no. Gently. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Is this the name of an acting class you went to? Gently suggest. Dot, gently dot, dot. School of Acting. That's... Clip it. Clip it. That's the name of this episode. Gently suggest. And that's... And he always talks... <laughs> in third person like that wait is totally. it third or first when he says his name did he quit acting boy i'm gonna have a couple of weird google searches to look back <laughs> on tonight did jet lee retire came right up yep he did lee lenunji courtesy name yang's hung <laughs> Fuck. I want to give you credit for even attempting. Oh, I'll always try. His traditional name. Better known by his stage name, Jet Li. Mm. Well is done. a Chinese film actor, film producer, and martial artist, and retired Wushu champion. He is a naturalized Singaporean citizen. Great, but. Oh, here's why Jet Li disappeared from Hollywood, dated June 3rd, 2022. Don't have time for the full article, but. He uh, he looks like he stepped away, disappeared from Hollywood. Let's take a look at why he stopped making movies. Don't have time for it. What's he been up to, and whether or not he's been actually been hiding. Okay, well that's a teaser if I've ever seen one. Yeah. Um, looks like yeah, looks like he definitely has. I mean, enough articles popped up to where I think there's probably a story. There's some to, uh, basis there. Unfold. Um, Okay, so you take these generals. So I go in these generals. Mom. I'm supporting mom, and and so I had one of these generals with the president of Fox um, Movies wow. at the time. This guy, Alex Young, great guy, and he sat me down and we're chatting for like five minutes. And as you know, it's like of these meetings, as we said, they're usually just like kind of bullshit. Yeah, getting half getting to know you, half of them telling you about projects that'll never get made anyway. Mm. And if they do get made, Jake Gyllenhaal's getting them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he he's already signed on. They're just meeting yeah. with you as a courtesy. They can't make it with you. No. They can't. Get, they can't make me the next Marvel superhero. It'll never happen. But we but we got to stay delusional, right? Yeah. And be delusional at that point. Yes. That's our best trait. 
ego, duality of ego, yeah. right? It's I'm gonna I'm gonna be the next Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. I know it. Yeah, I'm not gonna even be the next Miles Teller at this point. <laughs> so <laughs> good for you, Miles. Shout really out. impressed, Miles. Yeah, killing it. Um, and so five minutes in, Alex Young goes, "Can I just give you some advice?" Oh no, I go, "Yeah." So for the next hour, he just goes, "Listen to me." He goes, "You are a kid." And no one wants to watch a kid on screen. There's like five male kids that people watch. And it's like DiCaprio, like, you know, unadulterated, unquestionable stars. Sure. But he's like, most men need to grow up. He's like, you're slower and dumber than women. <laughs> like, And it's going to take you longer to get it. So I would suggest over the next decade that you... Don't worry about getting your next job. Don't spend your life in waiting rooms, you know, praying that some casting director wants to make you like the fifth lead in the next John Stamos vehicle. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. he's like, go out and live. Live an interesting life and love what you do and know that you're gonna have to play the long game on this one because like, he's like, I can never put a, a $50 million movie on your shoulders right now. You're not ready. And and it was like the most sage advice, the most true advice that anyone had ever given me. You were receptive? I couldn't be because yeah. I was like, Alex, I gotta pay my Verizon bill next <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta get this thing. Yeah. So yes, in a perfect world, if I wasn't sort of worried about supporting a family, sure, I could have just been like, great, I'll just go be a vagabond and mm. live off a couple hundred bucks a month. But you know, he was right. And there was a version of that, it's come true. I just had to go through some inner pain and suffering of being in fear of like, oh God, is it gonna work out? That feeling is uh, never goes away, I feel like, in this business, never. right? Like, and you've worked consistently and you know that's how we met is getting ready to shoot this thing which is very cool it's cool that's what i really love about being out here and being uh in the hustle and bustle is getting to uh meet people that i'm fans of and then you know just trust and, and know that i'm gonna be uh as normal and chill as possible and then when someone's exactly what you thought they'd be and what you've seen and then it's like an easy and you go like i feel like i've known you for 20 years same here which is like and then having and always having people that you've uh, that, that you like in common. We were talking about Rick Glassman is a people that you both adore helps. I feel like to kind of boost the the, uh, the connection, right? Yes. Um, do you have uh, tons of friends out here from being out here for so long and being in it, or are you someone that's kind of like like in comedy? You'll hear comics say like, "Oh, yeah, it's a buddy of mine." And it's like, yeah, you you see him at the comedy store four or five nights a week. Have you kicked it with him outside of that? Maybe not, but like maybe you've had enough conversations to where he does feel like a buddy. And I feel like a lot of people have that. Do you have a, a close knit group out here? Do you have, you know, is your phone filled of so many people that would be your uh, lifeline on who wants to be a millionaire? No, I mean, I don't really have anyone. I have some uh, very few friends in the business that are like really close, like invite to my wedding type yeah, friends. Yeah. My best friends in trucking, I love normal people. Yeah. Our friend Nick Antonian, who we're about yes. to work with, you know, he happens to be in showbiz, but he spends most of his days in like North Hollywood at a fast food restaurant that his family owns. Like that to me, like I love Americana. Yeah. I love real yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love salt of the earth. It fascinates me. I think you can learn from them. And the business, like I'm not equipped. I also can't be around too much success because I start going, why not me? 
Sure. So yeah. I compare and despair. I know that about myself. I'm saying it here. Compare and despair. <laughs> so I just. So by the way, that's chapter one on the Jet Li suggests school of acting. <laughs> yes. Don't compare. I'm not going to do the accent. Don't ask me to. But compare and despair. Yeah. Don't do it. It's a yeah. It's it's a it's a lose lose game when you start to get in that that world of like fuck but i kind of look like him why did he do that dude you're bringing something to the table that he's not and vice versa 100 percent. i remember saying to a, a guy in sobriety once i was like i'm not jealous of him i just want it for me <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing i was like i don't want to take it from him <laughs> i want him to have it but i want me to yeah. have it too oh and he's like that's nah fair. he's like that's dark that's, that's <laughs> dark that's dark has stamos given you i mean again just and and uh you know being friends and having people like that that almost feel like they could serve as mentors mm. and probably in just seeing your guys relationship and and on grandfathered how much chemistry you guys had and just even in the videos you posted seems like the guy really digs you so i can't uh uh I wouldn't uh, not believe that he hasn't gone out of his way to, even if you haven't asked him, like, how did you deal with this? That he probably goes out of his way to be like, right? It just comes up. Totally. I mean, we just came at e into each other's lives at a really interesting time. He was kind of, we're doing the show. He was kind of newly sober. I'd been sober for a while. So we were able to sort of like, just kind of be around each other yeah. during that time. It's sort of like, a, uh, it's corny but it's just like a language of the heart yeah. type of thing and then the fact that like he was you know we had a kid within we got we both got married within a year of each other we both had kids within a year of each other Whoa. so there was really like like i can't it doesn't track to to the thing we were talking about before i don't have showbiz friends so it doesn't track that my <laughs> only showbiz friend yeah. is john samos famous people on the planet yeah like guy who came to the hospital when the third day my son was alive wow like friend friend what were the looks on those nurses faces bugged out and he comes in <laughs> in a paperboy hat they're like is john samos wearing a paperboy hat <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing $600 denim jeans, double RL, Polo Ralph. Wow. Just looking gorgeous, yeah. tan. Good. By the way, good for you, John. Like, you yeah. know you're coming to a hospital. You Like, give him something. Cedars, the celebrity hospital. On, put on a little extra. Spray that Polesport <laughs> cologne on both sides of the neck. You think if Kanye got in a, you know, at like broke his leg and they were like, closest hospital, Cedars. <laughs> Bro, this Cedars is Sinai. Very, we'll be right back. <laughs> we'll keep it right here. That's a great, that's a great question and a great bit. And I might do it on stage tonight at the store and quote you. Do and just it. say, this isn't mine, but my boy Josh Peck brought this question to my, because I do have a, a little Kanye joke, obviously. But um, how many guys, because you're in the- That's funny, dude. Yeah, what do they do? Like, <sighs> are, are comedians talking about it or at oh, yeah. this point is it? Yeah. No, right. no. It's you so, got it, right? It's so fresh because it's also just in the way that Trump stayed uh, topical. Mm. Kanye hasn't just, he, he didn't just do his- I love Jews and I also love Hitler and then just, you know, hibernate. Hmm. He's staying like, you know, I think I just saw something today that was, and there's unfortunately, unfortunately enough outlets and sources to that valid or not, that will put up a meme of like, it was Pete Davidson's dick that made Kanye truly go overboard. Oh. And then they'll see like a cartoon of him jumping off a cruise ship and Pete waving at him with his, I mean, you know, that I didn't see that, but Fair. it's actually Google if it's out there. No, but, um, <laughs> But those types of things that just keep popping up, that keep 
that gets shared and whatever, and then just keep it in the zeitgeist, you know? Um, but they'll be, you know, they'll... Also, I don't know, somebody that famous saying stuff like that, I feel like doesn't have a shelf life um, because it's just so crazy. Pete, Pete was another one who, you know, we we had a, a you know, we, we've been friendly. We hung out a couple yeah, of times, yeah. like in 2018. He was actually in one of my first vlogs. Great dude. Great dude yeah. and loved the whackness because it's like a typical like New York story. Yeah. So, you know, and anyone who likes anything I've done, I love you. And like, so we like, and, and we ate a couple times and, and he was lovely. And it was right before he literally blasted off. And we haven't talked since. And I'm like, for the best. I couldn't deal with it. Well, you couldn't be around that. Too, it's too famous. Wow. Too, of course, if I saw him. I, yeah. I, I, and, and nothing against him. He's, a, he's, a, he's always been a gem to me. It's just like... Whoa! You'd uh, I, last time I saw him was when he was dating Ariana Grande, and I went to. He had a birthday party at Soho House for his pops, like a. To I celebrate. was there too. Lorne Michaels was there too. So was Larry David. Yes. In in West Hollywood. Yes, oh, I was we, there. Wow, we probably just went like ships in the night, and I was like, we could have been that guy knows. <laughs> Anush Kaboot, fuck. Anush and John Stamos. <laughs> was Stamos there too? No, I wish. No. We could have been best friends since 2018. If we had one conversation, game over, I bet. Done. Who, uh, my boy John Radnitsky was there. Do you know John? Mm-hmm. Um, they, were, they were heavy, heavy Yeah, hitters. that was a cool room. That was, yeah. And that, that was a great spot for it too. That, that, uh, they do stand-up shows in that bar area sometimes for Soho House. Um, no, Pizza Gem. Yeah, and I remember just smoking a little blunt with him outside after and he then hit me up later that night being like yo ariana i might cruise by um before blah 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 if you want to burn one real quick and i remember telling my girlfriend at the time um now wife who still obsessed with ariana was just i was like hey uh and this is about like eleven forty-five, and she, you know getting ready to shut things down more or less and i'm like there's a chance Pete's coming by. She was like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, man. Be, oh, okay. Yeah, you guys do your thing. I go, and he's bringing a friend. And she's like, oh, okay. Well, just, yeah, just, you guys do your thing. That's fine. I'm, I might, I might hang for a little bit and then I might just, you know, but you guys have your boys thing. I go, he's Ariana Grande. She was like, I need to change. <laughs> <laughs> I need to shower. I need to spray down. I need to, you know, and uh, they didn't end up coming over, but um, just the text of it was very exciting. Of course, they but didn't also come very over. normal and v- of course, <laughs> but the fact that he floated it out there, I was like, good on you, man. It's a nice feeling. Yeah. Was, that hour, it. that hour of like, like, am I going to hear from him or not? Totally. Oh, we sat there in silence waiting looking like, out the window just you're like do i put out cheese puffs like, what, <laughs> Bro, what do you put went out for all them? the snack options totally you're like do we go just super underwhelming so that they're like this is so nice like gummy bears like, yeah yeah gummy like bears. hoping that ariana would be like i haven't even seen a gummy bear in like uh, 10 years and you're like yeah well, <laughs> yeah i just found them wow well, Har- haribo haribo <laughs> Haribo is the best brand. I'm a fat kid. I know my brands. Oh, man. Dude, so- Dunkaroos. The, the, we need, uh, we'll have a snack pack convert. We'll unpack the snack pack backpack. Say that 10 times fast and win a free <laughs> box of Cheez-Its. Promo code, no. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, well, real quick. That Well, that night at Soho House, uh, I'll never forget this. There was this girl there who was like a professional hot girl in, oh, yeah. in LA. Like, yeah, just they have those. Total professional, like- has insane amount of Instagram followers for no reason. This happens. For those of you not from LA, this happens where girls get hired, paid, whatever, to just be at places to make the place hotter. I don't even know why. I like, yeah. she and 
and I'm there with my wife. Like we're recently married. Yeah. And she like and basically she just had like a homing beacon for whoever had like the highest amount of followers in the room at yes. any given time. Yes. So she zeroes in on me for no, you know, good reason. And she comes straight up and literally forces herself in between me and my wife oh, and is like, Hi, I'm so and so and I'm like, Hey, I'm Josh and this is my wife. Great move. Right Gotta. out of the gate. Got it. Yeah, you know. And uh make her feel comfortable. And she's paying no mind to my like not oh, hasn't even considered her not being kind. And my wife's like literally laughing because it's so egregious yes. at this point, yes. right? So then like she's just there for like 10 or 15 minutes. We're like, I'm navigating my way out of this. Larry David gets up, mm. starts walking towards the door. She sees Larry. Gotta go, Larry. Gotta go, Larry. Biggest fish in the room. You're going Larry over Peck. Not, not in my household, but don't, don't blame her. <laughs> yeah. Okay, the, she's like young Jeff Garland or Larry David. <laughs> okay, so, so I'm always going Larry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it would be an honor to be a young you, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Come you know on, I love Jeff, you, rock star. And uh, and so she zeroes in on Larry David, and and this literally happens. Larry's leaving. And she goes, "Hi, Larry." And she turns to me and goes, "Do you know Josh Peck?" And Larry looks at me. And I look at him and I'm like, not like this, not like this. I'm like- Haven't I, met him up until this point? Never met him. Ooh. Hero. Instagram models trying to bridge the gap. I'm like, not like this. I don't want to meet you like this. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> and he looks what would at me. do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck. WWJTD. <laughs> Not JTTD, well, sometimes WWJTTD, but, you know. You know. WWJ, what would Jonathan Taylor Thomas Yeah, only if I'm do? looking for a punchline or in a tool shop, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I can't do this. And Larry David just looks at me and goes, eh. And I go, no, no worries. I just give him like, I immediately go like, no need to stop. Go for it. And Probably love that. <laughs> just walked by you got a larry face and a larry moment yeah kind of great perfect right all you needed because then because then because because you, you let it you gave him an out you yes. didn't make him feel like you didn't reach hey great to because then he's like Ugh, i was on the way out i'm on the she way sucked out me back in you basically go i saw everything that was just transpiring and i'm on team ld yeah get the fuck out of here dude and he, was like, yeah. and, and he didn't need to thank you for that but he did by by walking away it was it was perfect. Uh, the only thing that would have been perfect was if this awful person hadn't completely oh. shanked me meeting my hero. Um, and how many? Now I'm just so curious. How many other interactions has she boofed? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And just completely gotten in the way of potential friendships or even just potential hero meets. Uh, yeah, I heard she hero followed meets. Him. By the way, is a great name for a meat company. Yeah. That uh, only delivers to people after they've met their heroes and were disappointed thoroughly. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be a rough IPO for that company. You meet Lindsay Lohan at a Chevron. You go up to her. You're like, unleaded, huh? Not from around here? And she's like, what? And then she gives you a weird look. You get insecure. You drive home. You forget to fill up. So you run out of gas. Hero meets, gets wind of this story. Send you two briskets. Yeah, you come home to a ribeye. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I met Tara Reed. Now I got a porterhouse. <laughs> oh, wow, dude. You, you yes-handed it. You took it up a notch. A better reference and a better meat. My guy. Hero meats. A better reference and a better meat. Wait, okay. Um, we got a few minutes left here. Going to have to do a part two. Probably a part three. I can't wait. Um, 
Fuck, dude. Uh, <laughs> let me just hit a couple. I have it. This is I know it's a good chat when I've hit nothing on the uh, on the docket. Are you performing tonight? Yeah. Ooh, nice. Uh, some holiday um, uh, like charity show thing at eight forty, and then the comedy store at nine forty-five. Cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. Got a got a, a a a plethora of new bits, and I'm you know uh, in Portland this weekend, and then vegas for new year's and then uh just on the road pretty much all of 2023 but really um you're more pumped when you got new stuff to to do you know yeah um you doing helium yeah in portland <laughs> could be i just listen to so many podcasts so every, it is i mean the dates at hilarious this, yes it is <laughs> the dates that that are that come at the top of every pod become so egregious like yeah i'm gonna be here march 12 march 15 i know i know, I t- I know. fuck that you yeah, the whole opening i know people zanies just- <laughs> helium sheboygan <laughs> i'm gonna be at the ice house gotta do it reopening in february oh Lakers on it. yeah hmm. comedy magic club's a good spot it is in yeah. in in Redo- or hermosa yes now let me ask you this mm. What's stopping you from jumping back on stage? From someone who started, you're not like someone who got famous and then would be jumping back. And as you've displayed thoroughly in this podcast, it's all there. <laughs> Thank you. You say that, but you know. You, you yeah, know. I know that the reps and the work is waiting in the wings for you. Ugh, but I, I'm not up to the task. Check. Stage presence, check. Timing, check. Bits, ability to riff. You Thank listen you. well. Just need a mic. Oh, wait a second. Oh, and an audience. Dear. Guys, come on in. We got the every manager from Heroes Meets from the greater Rancho Cucamonga area. Oh, man. <laughs> it would be a Rancho Dominguez, perhaps. Yes, it's, some, it's something. It's a place that everyone goes, is that a made-up place? Barry Katz walks in here right now with a Look, notary. <laughs> Dan Cook already signed on to do the the first, the grand opening. I'm seeing Orny Adams <laughs> energy right here, and I'm loving it. I don't even know what I'm Wait, who were your influences growing up? I mean, I know you said like Candy, Farley. I mean, yeah, those were the guys that were contemporary. But like I said, my mom, like my mom was born in 1944. Like there was still a year left of World War II. Wow. So I would always joke and be like, what was like Woodstock like? And she was like, Woodstock? She's like, that was after my time. She's like, I was watching Barbara Streisand in 1962, like on Broadway in Funny Girl. Like she's amazing. Like it's amazing. I'm like, damn, I wish you had cooler references. Yeah, fuck. I'm like, I wish you like fucking Hendrix and not Barry Manilow. (laughs) (laughs) I got some Manilow stories for you. There's nobody ever, mom. (laughs) Right. Um, So I, it was Gleason. It was Jackie Gleason. That was like- That's a good one. Yeah, he was a man. But I, I just- I love stand-ups. I'm I'm obsessed. I I listen to every podcast, and I feel like I don't know who's like a comedic actor who's not a comic, but is like I don't. I feel like the Bob Newhart to your Rickles. Gotcha. I'll do that. Wow, cool. Yeah. You said you have a book. Yeah. Called what? I have a book called Happy People Are Annoying. Amazing. And that's out. And I have a uh, my own pod called yes. The Good Guys. Yes. So you got to come on, please. Oh, One thousand percent. Check out The Good Guys. Uh, that's a huge achievement to write a book. Is it, um, I mean, the happy people are annoying. Get it yeah. wherever you get your books. Yes. Um, it's uh, what, giving your just journey from from A to B? Kind of, yeah. It's just kind of like dealing, you know, kid actor stuff, dad stuff, sober stuff, getting into like the social media aspect wow. and then kind of coming full circle back to, you know, working with Stamos and doing the thing that I've been doing since I was 10. Oh, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. Definitely get it. Definitely gonna get that and definitely gonna read that. 
um you're when you do some of these vlogs how much thought is like i watched one with you and um and Jonah, who is also in what we're shooting. You guys have known each other for a minute, yeah? Yeah, for about five or six years. Hilarious. You guys did one where, well, first of all, the mukbang uh, phenomenon, I just learned about from my wife about a year and a half ago. And that shit, people truly have made their life's worth from these videos. Yeah. They're bonkers. You did yeah. one with uh, Dobrek eating Chipotle, which was highly entertaining. The hot burrito one. And again, like the way you guys kind of did it where it was, Sitting in the car, get, talking, shooting the shit, getting ready. Then you went to the place, and it was it was all very um, uh, had like a, almost a Food Network quality to the way it was all moving and shaking. And I don't know if that's cognizant on your part to be like, it's got to fucking move and pop, right? Any of these yeah. vlog videos, yeah? You can't just stay in one spot or what? Yeah, definitely. You want to keep a momentum to it. And then the mukbang, which is, it, it means a Korean, like an eating show. And it started in Korea for these like incredibly, it was born out of like these hardworking cultures mm -hmm. and people would come back at eight or nine o'clock at night and have nobody to eat with. And they'd be like, let me get this big idiot Josh Peck, pull him up on YouTube and I can have dinner with him as he's eating ridiculous food plus it's all wish fulfillment right because all youtube is all a mr beast video is not to be reductive it's like i mean i'm never gonna buy a lamborghini and make my friends keep their hands on it until they like you know they get so dehydrated yeah. they're peeing blood <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like but i'll watch mr beast do it so it was just me and my idiot friends eating food that most people would never eat or you know, we were just like kind of taking the piss out of each other. So it was really easy because everyone's on a diet. Everyone's worried about their like day-to-day -day life. Yeah. And so for 10 minutes, you can watch me burn my face <laughs> off with like some ridiculous hot chicken sandwich. What would be your idea if you had like, um, you know, uh, any food and whether you've done it or, or would do it again or haven't done it that you would... Um, m you guys did a 7-Eleven one that was really great. You Se and... Oh, yeah. I think Jonah was there and then... um was um, Miranda uh, Cosgrove in that one? No. I don't know. You guys did a Starbucks holiday drink. Starbucks, it was, yeah. It was good. I did 7-Eleven with Jonah and my buddy Joe. We just ate 7-Eleven food for the day. Yes. Fuck. Which, you know, um, I don't know if I'd recommend it. No, but I, you know, I eat the sandwiches from 7-Eleven a lot. Damn. And they're great. And you know what? People like to talk shit. They're crazy. They're fresh. It's being made from a very reputable source, some kind of like Cisco conglomerate, yeah. some local bakery that's been outsourced. I don't think 7-Eleven, you've never heard an E. coli outbreak from the pizza wheel. You think Rick behind the counter at 7-Eleven is making your tuna sandwich? No, it's being made in like an industrial ass cafeteria. I love that you said that, dude. People just fucking clock and they're just like, look at this guy, dude. He's probably got implant scars and <laughs> yeah. like fucking, you know, like yeah. just problems and laptops with folders that should never be opened. Yeah. And he, oh, I'm going to trust that guy with a chicken kebab. Yeah. You don't have to, Damien. <laughs> Google 7-Eleven chef and let me know what you find. Yeah. You, you think that guy over there with his Hunter Biden level laptop <laughs> is making your... No. no. Not even close. Yeah. Fuck. We get... We just... We... we um. We just we we take things up a notch when they don't need to be blown out of proportion. And I think you are right. It's like I don't know. Seven Eleven just gets a bad rap as a you should only you shouldn't be getting raps from there. You know. And look, <laughs> and look, it's why they only go pizza, fucking corn dog sandwich. They're not like, have you tried Seven Eleven's 
lemon bolognese? Yeah, it's nuts. Oh, you haven't? Because they don't fucking sell it, man. Yeah, we know what we're good at. Thank you. Yeah, we stay Candy, true to us. soft drinks, some alcohol, uh, fucking protein cookies, but not all the brands because they're like, that's not what you're here for. I just love, I I, I, walk, yeah. <laughs> I walk into a 7-Eleven, I feel good about myself. Cool. I feel good about life. Yeah. I think there's just a big potential that they nailed it. possible there. Yeah. And you know what's great is when you really, you know what they have? Maple syrup. Ever run out of maple syrup for your kids' waffles in the morning and a 7-Eleven is closer than like your local grocery store? Yeah, less packed. You're like, there's no way they have, they're not going to have maple syrup. Oh, sure they do. They got your essentials. By the way, do you need Claritin? <laughs> they have that too. Probably. If you're yeah. getting syrup at 6 a.m. If you need syrup, Claritin, and a dick pill, <laughs> they got you covered. Oh. <laughs> uh. That's amazing. All right. Well, that's where we should probably end. But we got one last thing to do here. Great. Um, you had Sandra Bullock on this podcast? Twice, baby. No way. Yeah. You're friends with her? Dear homie. She seems awesome. As cool as you think, and then take it up a notch. Wow. Riff City. If you're ever bored, on the drive home, pop it on. I so will. So funny. I can't wait. There's where I, at one point I was just you know uh, venting about like, how many products are coming at you? daily where people are like throw your name on this i go and then i at one point i go i go the money and she's kind of was the segment was over zoom and, and i go something about like i go like sandra bullock tampons and then she kind of missed it and then she starts laughing and then we spent the next eight minutes trying to come up with the right sandra bullock tampon slogan that would like really push that product sandra bullock yeah San, yeah what would it be something about a Something about something with heavy foot i don't know whatever we said but she's just down she's another dfw just wow. in the bit boat Yes, ands takes the piss. I mean, like bust my balls. You know, um, awesome. Yeah, wow. Can't say enough good things. Um, inside the actor studio, R.I.P. James Lipton. No doubt you would have been on it if the man was still uh, <laughs> clicking and ticking. So I'm going to play James, and we're going to close this out and get to know Josh Peck with the uh, the last ten questions that that show closed out with. Now let's um, see if you're a real fan. Where did James Lipton get these questions? Seven Eleven. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Fuck, I don't know. You, oh, he would always say... Oh, from the... Yeah. Now, I'm going to ask you these questions from the great French interviewer, Bernard Pivot. Bernard Pivot. Bernard Pivot. Bernard Pivot? <laughs> Bernard, Bernard Pivot. Fuck. Loved Lipton. God love Lipton. Really love Lipton him. soup. Lipton tea. There's nothing... Yeah, the Lipton soup, I'm going to have to agree to disagree on. But look, I grew up poor. We weren't drinking Campbell's or Progresso. It was just, I think it was like the company was just called Soup <laughs> on the label. Brought to you by Soup. We swear it's Soup. <laughs> I was once in a sauna once. Hey, Adam, does this story get better? And uh, and it was in San Francisco, and a guy comes in. Yeah, it just did. And I'm, wearing <laughs> and I'm wearing a towel, and a guy sits down, and he goes, ah, mm-mm, good. Now, I didn't need to say anything back, but anytime it's just you and someone else, I just feel like you got to, I don't know. I just, I, I'm not good with silence. That guy see. was Tim Dillon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he sits down. Mm-mm, good. So I just go, Campbell Soup. Nice. Because that's what I'm attaching that to. Right. To which he goes, what? And I go, Campbell Soup, the slogan for Campbell Soup. I, one of the best soup slogans, some would say. Mm. And he goes. Uh, I don't know anything about Campbell's soup slogans, but that's what I say. And I go, well, no, no, no. That's Campbell's soup for years, in fact, has been pushing mm -mm, good 
to try to hype up. <laughs> the guy's like, good. are we going to hook up or not? <laughs> By that point, the towel like, was off. How long do I have to leave my foot on yours for you to get it? Look, dude, I walked in buck naked, <laughs> pointing at it when I walked in, saying, mm-mm, good. I know you couldn't see from the steam. That's on you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there was a, but yeah. <laughs> we So, so we, yeah, so we fucked. And so, all right, so here we go. Uh, Bernard Baudet, what is his name? Baudet. Bernard Pivot. Bernard Pivot with these 10 questions. Josh Peck, what is your favorite word? <laughs> Adam. What is your least favorite word? Um, Dad. <laughs> what turns you on? Um, uh, um, these when, can be silly or not silly. I'm, no I'm going full silly. Right. Um, when all my reps are on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> You do care, all of you. When they call, because no, let me tell you one thing. When you didn't book Preach. the job, all your reps aren't getting on the call to be like, hey, we all wanted to give you the bad news. <laughs> You're fucking so right, dude. That's, that's a great answer. What turns you off, Josh Peck? Oh, what turns me off? Um... My, uh, um, the, the aging process. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as we discussed, maybe some juice underneath the pubes yeah, yeah, to yeah. kind of take things. They hide the scar under. So you said you have it. a guy you've done it or, or no, thinking no, about doing it. Clearly haven't. I'm maybe thinking we, about it. Maybe we're going together. Yeah. Yeah. Tape maybe. it. I'll yeah. Let's you right? don't Or is that it. something that you're like, no, N let me see. You don't need it. No, they're there. The weed, the stress, life. <laughs> um, what is your favorite curse word? Um, you, you fucking, you fuck. <laughs> you fuck. You fuck. <laughs> Said I'm, that having, way. I'm having bar mitzvah DJ flashbacks. God, fuck. You, dude, I told you, no Lubega. <laughs> you fuck. Buy your fucking mambo number five again. <laughs> Four times in a row, dude. Four times in a row? Um, but on disco, I have some <laughs> fucking respect for yourself. Yeah, classic bar mitzvah song. Ugh. How many bar mitzvahs do you think you hit in your childhood? A couple, yeah, two, three dozen. Wow. Yeah, a, a fair amount. Some that really took the cake that yep. you're like, wow, this is. My friends just had one for 300,000. Not friends of friends, 300,000. 300,000. Oh my God, I think mine was $300 tops. <laughs> yeah. We had a caricaturist that bailed halfway through. <laughs> I think he did like four kids in a row and then somebody was like, put me with Jean-Claude Van Damme at a subway. And he was like, I'm not getting paid enough for whatever that is. Um, fuck, 300,000. So what's that looking like? Who's performing? That's it. It's like crazy performers, crazy food, caviar on the table, champagne. Kendall Jenner doing calligraphy in the bathroom. You're like, all right. Yeah. Probably a good spot for it. It's so, yeah. I did... Um, Mine was eight grand and it was at an Italian restaurant. Awesome. The ceremony and the reception. Buca de Beppo? Close. In New York. Uh, if only Buca existed then. Oh. I don't know if it was, I mean, it did, but I don't know if we had them in New York. How many places around the world right now do you think someone else is uttering those very words? If only Buca existed then. Not enough. <laughs> Not enough places. What sound or noise do you love? What sound or noise do I love? Um... Okay, I'll be honest with this one. So my son is pretty articulate for his age, mm. but sometimes he gets um, things like he'll say something like, 
oh, I was missing for you instead of I was missing you or I missed you. Adorable. Adorable. So now we've, we don't correct it. No. We don't want him to get it right. Let him right. go full Yoda. <laughs> exactly. I mean, dude, missing you I was, dad. <laughs> Nailed it. Keep it. Keep it, He's dude. He's 19. <laughs> <laughs> He's in a program called Yoda or Bust. But, yeah. Missing for you. When my son goes, I was missing for That's you. That's so sweet, dude. I know. And I'm like, just say hello. I yeah. don't want anyone else yeah. to hear. <laughs> We're at a fancy dinner, dude. You're embarrassing me. Uh, we're, we're at fucking Bucatabapo. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You know how things go here. Uh, what sound or noise do you hate? Oh, man. Um, sound or noise do I hate? I, I just don't like leaf blowers because it feels like they just appear when anything important is happening audio-wise. Yeah. I'm like... What, I've never seen workers outside this person's house. <laughs> yeah. And somehow the timing. The one Zoom I have. Yeah. Yeah. They, it's almost like they are assigned to just cock block human connection. Yeah, they hear a bat it's like they have a bat signal. Too much yeah. <laughs> Maybe they just I think their kryptonite is too much silence. Yeah, they're like, fire it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's not even leaves in this neighborhood. <laughs> well, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? I would like to be an an orchestra conductor, but awesome. like a sexy one. Mm. Yeah, with like long flowing locks or what? Just yeah, just like the guy. Vest. He, you know, he's hooking up with the first chair in every section. <laughs> in every section, <laughs> we're talking flute, trombone. Yeah, bro, woodwinds, bones in brass. the woodwinds. Yeah, woods in the word, brass. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, dude. Yeah. Did you play an instrument? A piano, clarinet, Jews. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Worst episode of $25,000 Pyramid ever. Uh, cl uh, piano, clarinet, juice. Uh, something you find on a brochure. Um, all right. What profession would you not like to do? Um. Oh, man. What profession would I not like to do? I, d I don't think I'd want to be an agent. I, I don't want to have to deal with people like me all day. Yeah. Stress. Ugh. And also... It's almost like being an NBA referee. I feel like you're just like, it's a thankless job and you're just constantly being like, like people coming at you being like, why didn't you fucking, or wh where's uh, my, how's the, hey, yeah. And then you, and you have to be so much in the business. Yeah. You don't have like, you can't be like me where you're like, I just work in it and then I have like a couple friends. <laughs> you, you gotta have, live and breathe it. You gotta be an operator. Yeah. No You can't thanks. be telling maple syrup stories. <laughs> no. You're wasting time and money. You got to be. And you're wasting syllables. You can't have. You, the only thing you're having is a maple syrup chaser with your Ozembic in the morning, getting you know fat loss injections because you got to look hot. Are you? Have you seen this Ozembic? No. It's people are getting. Does he play for the Jazz. <laughs> what is that? Hakeem Ozembic. <laughs> I'd buy his jersey. Sounds like a great defender. It's um, a weight loss pill. It's an injection in the stomach that's sort of like now, you know, taking the world by storm. Elon Musk said he's on it. Damn. All these famous people that are losing weight are taking it. I'm not. Yeah, a shot to the gut. I'm fine. And t yeah, I It's don't know. diabetes medication. Gotcha. Which is like- So you can take it if you don't have the beaties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And I'm beaties adjacent, I'm assuming. Yeah. You don't stay that big for that long and not like- A thousand percent. You right. Or, yeah, can you just loot? Can you just shed the beaties? I think type two you can. Wow, depends on your type. Who said that? Gently. Yeah, you did. <laughs> let's let's check again. As soon as I call back to that, the accent's right here on the tip of the tongue. 
wanting to do an act out of him teaching the next course, and it ain't happening. <laughs> Last question, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Your dad ain't here. <sighs> He's on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Clip it. Josh Peck, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you. At Josh Peck on the gram? Uh, I think so. At the Josh Peck? Yeah. I don't even know. I'll tell you. So, no, Shua Peck. Shua Peck. Shua Peck. Because that's what on the vlogs. is Shua Vlogs. Shua Vlogs. I was wondering where that comes from. Joshua. Love it. I didn't know that Who calls either. you Joshua? Nobody. But someone once said to me when I was 19, anybody ever call you Shua? And I was like, they're only going to call me that now. Because that's fucking sick. Wow. Yeah. And he ever, she was a cool name. Everybody's Josh. My son is shy. <laughs> the opening to your next show <laughs> called Everybody's Josh. Yeah. Where you're just like trying to separate yourself from all the famous Joshes at your school. Maybe it's like How I Met Your Mother-esque where you're doing the VO yeah. and playing every version of your... Jet Li's got to be the dad. <laughs> Can you imagine? No. But I'm trying... <laughs> Real hard. <laughs> Let's think. Maybe that's what he. Did. Maybe that's what he took a break from. Almost yeah. the way McConaughey was like, I'm stepping away from films so that I can like not be looked at as this heartthrob rom com guy. I don't yeah. want to come back, Dallas buyer ready. Maybe that's what Jet Li's doing. He's like, fuck, it's right there. He's like, I'm not doing it. He's like, uh, he's like, <laughs> do it in a country accent. <laughs> Hey, so <laughs> do it as Theo Vaughn. <laughs> Tonight's performance of, of Jet Li Suggest, we played by Theo Vaughn. Uh, hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Now I forgot what I was saying. Well, send, send it there. Send what, what? Send what there? No, end it there. <laughs> oh, I thought you said send it there. I was like, oh, God, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I got to get out more. Uh, you're the man. You're I the can't man. wait to fucking shoot with you. Yeah, it's um, gonna be awesome. And um, and uh, go and go by the book and check out the pod. Happy, uh, happy, happy people are happy annoying. people are annoying. And the and the podcast is good guys. Good night, everybody. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.